Towards the end of today's gospel, Jesus poses a few very interesting questions. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? And his next one, will he be slow to answer them? What Jesus is pointing out to us with these questions in today's gospel is that even with that unjust judge we see in the gospel today, persistence works. And if that's the case, then God, who is the just judge, who is the most just judge in all of the universe, how can he fail to provide for us, his beloved children, his chosen ones? Then Christ asks, or wonders really, one more thing. He wonders if he will find faith on earth when he returns. The questions he must be asking himself are, will humanity persist in bringing their needs to the Lord? Will we persist even when it seems like God isn't there or isn't answering our prayers? Will we persist in our prayers and trying to love God even when we recognize that if we truly want to follow Him, we're going to have to change some things? And that might be really hard. It's not just the Gospel today, though, talking about this. In St. Paul's reading, he urges us to remain faithful to Christ despite whatever may happen, to persist in our faith. He reminds us that our faith, it has its source in God, whom we can always trust, who will always be there for us. And so Paul tells us to equip ourselves with the Holy Scriptures so that we can bolster that faith. Because all of Scripture is inspired by God. All of Scripture leads us to an encounter with God. All of Holy Scripture is capable of teaching us. And so St. Paul says to persist in always proclaiming and teaching the Word of God. And if you thought that that was enough about persistence, you're in luck, there's more. Even Moses shows us that persistence today. The people of Israel are in a battle in today's first reading. And if they lose, their existence is at stake. It's really like every other battle the Israelites fight in the Old Testament. Their existence is at stake all the time. And so Moses did what he could to help them in that battle. He kept his hands up in prayer to God. He entrusted the people of Israel to God. And when his hands started wavering, his friends who surrounded him helped him to continue uplifting Israel to God. They literally lifted up his arms to help him. And if that's not enough persistence in the readings, we can look to the cross where Christ shows us his persistence. Where in a similar battle against evil, Christ raised his arms to help us defeat that evil. And he will never drop his arms. He will always lift us up to the Father. And so we see persistence in the readings and in the imagery of the church all around us today. Specifically, though, the readings call out in prayer and in proclaiming God's Word. 
Because persistence in those two areas allows us to always grow closer to our Lord. But persistence is not the only message we find in the readings today. I noticed that when Moses wavered, those around him came to support him. They literally held up his arms. And I think that this point is crucial, but sometimes overlooked. Because we as Christians do not believe that we can do this whole Christian life thing all on our own. No, we depend on all of those around us supporting us in the faith and in following Christ. We depend not just on the people in this room, but also on the communion of saints, of everyone in heaven, of all the angels of God, of these people we see on the windows, these stories of the saints. We depend on them to come and help us when we need it. Especially when assistance from this earth is not quite enough. We Christians live in community, in a vast community of those here present now and those who have gone before us. And it is through this Catholic and Christian community that we are saved. We aren't a church of just one person. We are a communion of people led by Jesus Christ, our head. And so let us always follow the example of our head. We must always strive to live those gospel values that he taught us, that he continues to teach us. We must always strive to live those moral lives he challenges us to live, especially when it's hard. We are called to live simply for God, not to have these other concerns, not to be lovers of money or of sensual things. But most of all, God has called us to a relationship. That's how communities are formed, right? Through relationship. And that most important relationship that we have is our relationship with God. We can grow in that relationship by learning through Scripture about God. And by talking to God in prayer. Those are the two best ways. Now when I say talking to God in prayer, I mean it's like a two-way conversation, right? I fall into this way too often where I go to my holy hour and I have this nice long list of, okay God, I need you to do this for me and this for me. And I'm kind of concerned about that. And you know what? Here's my to-do list. Could you just take care of that for me? That's how my prayer sometimes ends up. And I forget to give Him those few moments of silence so that He can speak to me in my heart. Relationship has to go two ways, though. In our persistent attempts to live morally, in our persistent work to build that relationship with God, we are following the example of Christ, the head of our Christian community. And if we persist in doing those things, Even an unjust judge would grant us what we're asking. So just imagine what God, the most just judge in the universe, will grant His beloved children.